Hey everyone, this is uh, John Gersalow and Scott Poirier. So we're here today, and uh, this is the uh, the second Monday of every month, the Gold Club call for Q and A. Uh, and you know that you can submit questions, your deals prior to the call, and you can submit questions during this call. If you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you can't participate. So, but you can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at ronsgoldclub.com if you are not already a member. So in order to ask a question, you have to get into the queue. You got to do that to discuss your deal. If you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal, you just got to press star six to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed in your Gold Club membership site, uh, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number so you can ask questions. All right, so um, <coughs> let's see. Make sure people can hear us, right? Yeah. I want to see what we've got here. All right, so I've got a whole bunch of people here. Um, <coughs> if anybody has a question, please jump into the queue. Let me know that you want to uh, ask a question, and we'll open up the call. So we'll see if someone can confirm that they can hear us. Okay. I want to make sure they can hear. Well, we're going to try one here to make sure uh, you can hear us. Uh, can anybody hear us on this call? Yes. This is Israel. Can you hear you? This is who now? Israel. Israel. Oh, Israel. Hey, Israel. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something, Israel. You're you're our guinea pig tonight because <laughs> I think that the yeah I think that the website platform has completely changed how the screen, the look and feel of the screen is. But I see a little question mark next to your phone. Did you have a question? Yes. Ah, they so, have, they uh, so go ahead, to, uh, Israel. Israel, you said. Yes, Israel. Okay. So go ahead. Shoot my part. Go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, my first question is about the website. You know, um, I, you know, I I, um, I couldn't access it. You know, the I tried using Google Chrome. I tried using um, Mozilla Firefox. I tried using the um, Microsoft, um, and he was telling me that he wasn't secure. Have they fixed that? That was last night. I, you know, I haven't been able to get back to it. Do you know if it's been it's been fixed? I don't know why I'm having that problem. Are you talking about Ron's Gold Club? Yes. No, Gold Club. Sorry, the Gold Club. Oh, well, I'm going to test it right now here while we're talking. I would imagine everything's good. Okay. We're looking up right now. Yep, I'm on it right now, and it works for me. And I'm locked. Yep, and I'm logged in. You're typing in uh, ronsgoldclub.com, correct? Right, right. So maybe it was just my firewall. It was probably too strong or whatever. So I might have to just work on that. Okay. Yeah, it could yeah. be. It could be. All right. Anything else happening, Israel? <laughs> well, you know, so I'm actually um, attending the uh, Quick uh, Start Real Estate starting tomorrow with my wife. You know, we're, we're in Jacksonville right now. Yes. But, uh, we're you know, there. I, I – go ahead. We're flying. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I have two deals that are prospects. So they've got a yes. So, but I, okay. I try to work with my um, mentor, but he, I guess you just said to hold off till we got here. Oh, okay. Who, them, who's your? Well, it's um, Aaron, Andrew's brother, Schlag. Oh, the Slags, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so I hope, uh, you know, it's not, you know, because time is money. So it's been like, you know, a week now, well, almost a week on, on Wednesday since I've got the yes, and I've been trying to reach out to Andrew. I guess he just says to wait, so I, I don't know how that works. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. and, and you're with him. So, I mean, you know, you, you, can, you can talk about the deal if you want, but um, uh, if you're going to be there tomorrow, um, there's probably not much you can do at this point, but we can, we can talk through the deal a little bit if you want, if there's value to okay. that. Yeah, we can, def- we can definitely do that. See, of course, I was so tempted to try to go, go at it myself. Because, you know, but I, I, if I didn't want to screw it up. So I tried to reach out to my mentor, but it didn't quite happen. So, okay, let's see. I'm going to bring the first one here. It's, uh, so we're from Atlanta, Georgia. So we're looking at um, deals locally in Atlanta. So I got one here. You can pull it up uh, on Zillow if you want. It's 4013. Brent. Hold on. Hold on okay. one second. Is, hold on. Just give me a second here. Uh, sure. To get this, I get. I'm, we're, we're at a hotel right now. John and I are in Utah, <laughs> of all places. Okay. Uh, we had we had a mastermind up here. So let me just let me just make sure. I think I'm good. So we'll see you. We'll be uh, arriving in Jacksonville tomorrow afternoon. So we'll be there for the quick start. Yeah. Start tomorrow. All right. Good. That was good. Tell me tell me some of the details as I try to log in because we got John on his computer for this call. So I got to make sure I can get. It online. So, so just, just tell us about the deal, and I'll go so, over there and just. So, so, so this is a single-family home. You know, uh, it's located in Snellville, Georgia. So that's just a suburban area in, uh, in Georgia. There, I'm not too far from Atlanta. It's a, a five-bed, uh, three and a half bath, uh, three thousand five hundred square foot home on a one point seven acre lot. Um, you know, it's um, it's still got a loan on it. The owner is asking for $420,000, and she thinks it's going to appraise for more. (laughs) They all think, (laughs) according to Ron. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, she's she's been on the market for um, some time now, maybe, I don't know, 200 days or something like that. So, um, yeah, so uh, I think her motivation is she's just looking to sell. There's no look, there's no apparent pressure. So um, what else can I tell you? So she's got a loan on it. She's, uh, she's got $289,000 um, to the lender. Yeah. Uh, a PITI is um, $2,438 every month. So, so when I looked at that deal, um, I was thinking, how am I going to approach this? <laughs> this is all new to me. I said, sure. you know, obviously – I needed to look at the scripts, so uh, but I didn't have any real scripts. I went on the Gold Club line to do to look for. You know, they've revised it so many times now. I don't even know which one is which. So it was very confusing. So of course I called. Yeah. yeah. Let, 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 let me jump in just, just for a second, Israel. So now, the PIC. So you said this was generated like a week ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eleven uh, nine. Yeah. yeah I, that, so. Yes lead means something different than it did before. That yes lead essentially is saying that they're open to hearing basically other ways that we might be able to buy their house other than cash. 
If, right. Do you have the PI sheet in front of you? I have it. In, yeah, it's in front of me. Yeah, so j j just for the sake of everybody else that's listening in, you want to read box B? So let me read it out. So it says, yeah. if, if, okay. if A is not applicable, so I, I hope they know what A is. So we all have our sheets in front of us, right? So, so B says, if A is not applicable, we can either lease your home with an option to buy or purchase it as soon as you're ready to close. And we usually pay all the closing costs. Would you consider taking a monthly payment until we pay off in full? So they said yes. Okay. So yes means okay. I'll have my boss. Uh, well, so uh, this is the VA. I'll have my boss call to discuss terms. What's the best time to call? She said anytime. So this is where I got right. stuck. I didn't approach from now. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So now we, we know you said that's like two hundred and forty thousand. Let what. me just let me encourage you first, Israel. Yeah, I know it's a week old, and we we don't like to let them go too long. But believe me, at Quick Start, we've seen some leads like that that are much older than a week old. And I'm not saying week old is a good practice to be in, but don't lose sleep over the fact that it's a week old. It'll get addressed. I if you're going to be there, it'll be addressed. I'll bet you tomorrow. Okay. So if you all um, you all should have your new what's called now the new it's the, the the closing call script. That's what you should have. This should be the most updated version that you have. So now when we're responding to a yes lead, they're basically saying that they're open to hearing other ways that we can buy their house. Okay. So let's so before we go there, now I can go over to Zillow. So let's take a look at this. Let's just. We're going to run some numbers here real quick, okay? So let me All get right. back over to that. Give me one sec. Where did it go? I thought I just had it here. Here it is. So um, uh, you want to give me the address? Yeah, so it's um, 4013, and then I'm going to spell the um, address. So it's Brent Arisa, so B as in Bravo, R as in Romeo, E as in Echo, N as in Norma, T as in Tommy, E as in Echo, R as in Romeo, E as in Echo, S as in uh, Sam, E as in Alpha. Uh, Brent, it's a Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You actually went too fast for me. Uh, oh, you, sorry. You, you said but you just went too fast. B-R-E-N-T. Is e that right? E, yeah. T-E-R-E-S-A. Israel, start, start over, but you got to say it much don't, slower. Don't, so I'm don't to do the phonetics. In. Just read. Just say. Just read the letters. Yeah. All right. So B, R, E, N, E, E, R, E, S, A. Brent Teresa Court. Ah. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. And that's in uh, that's in Snellville, Georgia. Snellville, yeah, Snellville, Georgia, three zero zero three nine. Gotcha. All right, so she's asking four twenty five bed, four bath, thirty five, almost thirty six hundred square feet. Um, now this says nine days on Zillow, but let me look into the history just real real quick. What we don't want to do is spend like lots of time, you know, for thinker brains. I like to get in there and spend way too much time, but. This has been on and off the market quite a bit, it looks like, since uh, September. So this person tried to rent it, which is a great 
indicator, by the way, guys. If they're trying to rent it and then they changed it and now they're trying to sell it, uh, I smell someone that's somewhat desperate. Now, it could be, frustrated too. Yeah, could be that the price is too high and that may be part of the problem, but that's okay. It's all in how we have that conversation. I see a rent zestimate. You may want to write this down on your, on your PI sheet, uh, Israel. The rent zestimate is 2840. Yeah. Now, okay. we never use zestimate. like a swear word on Ron's planet. However, the rent zestimate uh, we'll we'll take a look at that. That might have a little bit more balance. Actually, I like we'll it. I like the rent zestimate pretty much. Yeah, but but not regular zestimate. What did you say? PITI was like twenty four hundred. Twenty four thirty eight. Yeah. So I mean, you'd have like five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars cash flow here. Uh, pretty easily, yeah, and it might rent for twenty nine or three. So you could have even up to six hundred bucks, yeah. you know, cash flow. So, so that's good. So let me tell you what I think the ARV is here. Okay, no, yeah, you know the call on standby. You know the question on standby. Okay, good. So we got uh, so we're thirty six, almost thirty six hundred square feet. So let's just do the ARV here real quick, just so you know what you're are stepping you, into. Are you using yeah. the dreams for that, or where you where you get the ARV from? Uh, I'm using my investor eyes. I'm looking at real comps. Okay. okay. I'm a real estate investor. <laughs> okay. I like okay. looking at I'm looking I mean it's good to look at, you know, what's on dreams to get a feel. But when we're gonna hunker down, I really like to manually look at those comps so I can get a pretty I want to know about location. I want to see it on the map and, and all that. Okay. Okay. I'll just give you Is my it John advice. talking? Scott. This is Scott. Oh, Scott. Okay. Have we ever met before, Israel? No, no. All right. So, you know, at first blush, I'd have the ARV around 464. Yeah. I'd be at like the four, call it 465. And they're asking 420. I like this house. So okay. when you get to quick start, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna wanna take a closer look at this. But I think you've got now I don't know the condition or anything, but Well I looked I looked at pictures online. I mean you don't know how old those are, but they look good. And we can easily go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you've got a, a at least a viable property on what I can see on the surface. You know, I'm I'm looking and I can see the pictures in the house. I mean you can tell it needs updating, but it's clean, it looks good. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think there's room for a conversation, and if the person if the person is open to terms, all you got to do is follow your script, uh, and your new script will walk you through exactly what you need to do. If you don't have that new script, you just ask uh, Aaron for it when you see him tomorrow. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this one's good. worth out about it. This one's definitely worth calling. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> you got it. So and well, we'll if, see you. If somebody else has another property to talk about, fine. But if not, I'm, I've got another one if you guys want to go through it, but I'll wait. I'll tell you what you do. Why don't you go ahead. I'm going to connect the other caller, and you go ahead and then just try to reconnect to go back into the queue. But let's get the other calls one question in first. This is Jonathan coming All right. up. So All right. get back in the queue, thanks. okay? All right. Thanks. You got it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hello, Jonathan. You're on. Hello. Jonathan, yes, you there? Jonathan. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. 
Hey, I'm kind of a newbie here. I've just been studying the terms course here the past few weeks. And I, this may be an attorney question, but maybe you can just uh, give me something to think about. Um, in one of the lessons, 33, we're talking about the standard purchase and sales agreement. And parties, he used an example of LLC, ABC Homes LLC. If we fill out this uh, standard purchase and sales agreement using an LLC, and we put just put ABC Homes LLC, that means the ABC Homes LLC will be the owner of that property. He, Ron says put ABC Homes LLC as trustee. Can you no, just no, no. explain that a little bit? No. And who's going to who will actually own that property then? Yeah, but you're, mix, you're mixing up two things here. Because if you here's, here's the thing is first of all for the purchase and sales agreement, you're going to want to show up just like you said ABC Homes LLC. Okay, that's how you. If, and here's what's going to happen in reality: when you go to buy that house, you are very likely going to want to buy it in a trust. You can do that because in that first sentence on that purchase and sales agreement, it says, and assigns, which means that ABC LLC, ABC Homes LLC, is going to assign that agreement to the trust that you're going to create the day before or whatever you go ahead and go close on that property. Now, separately, <clears throat> separately, it's a good idea to have a, and I would suggest have a dedicated LLC that would be the trustee of the trust, okay? Because the, the LLC that is the trustee of this trust cannot also be the beneficiary. Your entity, ABC Homes LLC, is likely going to be actually the beneficiary of the trust. Now, I know this may be confusing. If, have you been to a quick start, by the way, Jonathan? No, sir, not yet. Are you going this week in Jacksonville? We, we could not make it. It was kind of quick, uh, <clears throat> but no. I, all right. Well, I mean, you'll see, you'll get one soon. But what you're gonna you're gonna see is that, and at the quick start, Ron explains trusts, and they're really, they really they sound much more mysterious than they really are. It's just a kind of a quasi entity that will end up owning that real estate, and it keeps it separate from other pieces of real estate where the beneficiary, a, a, let's just say it's AB Homes LLC, is the same the same entity all across the board. You get a bunch of a bunch of trusts with ABC Homes LLC is the beneficiary. Now you might want to have a separate LLC that becomes the trustee of all of those trusts. That's a whole separate position, though. The owner will either be, and you could buy it in as ABC Homes LLC could be the actual owner on the deed. Here's one rule, Jonathan. There's, there's several ways to do this, but the number one rule is never, ever, ever. Put the home in your name. The deed must not be in your personal name. It, should, it has to be either. I would suggest either in the name. And I must say, by the way, I am not an attorney, and I don't even play one on TV. But I'm, but I, this is what I do with Scott and, and, and I are in business together, and I do all the contract stuff. So it's very likely going to be either in the name of an LLC or in the name of the trust. I would recommend the name of the trust. You might want to consider setting up a separate entity like maybe a Wyoming entity, perfect entity to be your your trustee because in Wyoming, anonymity is the name of the game. You want to make sure your name doesn't appear any place in the world. You want the world to say, that poor Jonathan, he's just flat broke. There's no way we could sue him because he has no money. And that's what you want, okay? okay. You want to have money. 
but you want to have you want to have control of the money, but not have it in your name. And that's the name of the game here, because we live in a very litigious society. People want to people want to take away from you the hard stuff you work for. Let me give you a quick example. My house, my wife and I's house, we already have our house listed in a trust. Currently, we did it about 15 years ago. Right. Okay. And I am currently, this is happening like real time as we speak, I am currently buying a uh, family member's house, my my grandmama's house from years ago, and I'm currently buying it. And I am, and I was thinking about this LLC, and I do have a company LLC, and it's a commercial property, and I've had that company for 20 years, and I was thinking about putting this residential house, which I'm not going to live in. It's, it's a family house. It's right down the road. I was going to do an LLC, but then I caught Ron saying put LLC as trustee, and I'm I'm mixed. I'm scrambling my mind about how to list it now. You, you see my you see why I'm asking. Yeah. So so I, here's what I would do. If that was me, I would take that family member's house, and at the closing, your attorney can take it all the paperwork. I would put that house into a trust at the closing, and the and the beneficiary would be one of your entities, your LLC. Okay. Very like trust than what I, a different trust than what I have now. I, again, I already have a trust already that my house. Oh, no, yeah, you you're saying do a different trust. Yeah, yeah but trust, trust, all trust is a piece of paper. <laughs> it's well, There's no registration in the state. Like, it's just a, it's just a, a trust. Okay, so it. I mean, depending on what state you're in, something does get recorded. Of course, the deed says yeah. that the trust. North Carolina. Files. We have a warranty deed, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and you'll have a name of a trustee. So the trustee would likely be now a trustee could be a trusted friend or a trusted family member someplace could be, but and that's how Scott and I used to do it all the time a while ago. And then we got a little smarter listening to guys like Ron Legrand and said, "Hey, wait a minute!" From now on, we started putting we started putting the the name the trustee as a separate entity, a whole separate entity. And I recommend looking at Wyoming or Nevada. I like Wyoming. Because they're very, very cheap. First of all, they don't, you know, Massachusetts LLCs cost 500 bucks a year. I'm telling you. So you want to have an LLC that is in Wyoming. You get this great protection from charging orders. You also get fantastic anonymity, which means that nobody knows you're the one that is actually the you and your wife. I would suspect are the members of the uh, LLC. That's the correct. Okay. So it's a whole separate LLC would be your trustee than the one that becomes the beneficiary. So you're going to put the house into a trust. The beneficiary will probably be your other LLC, maybe would be. Your attorney might have some good suggestions on that. And the trustee LLC is a whole new entity you would set up. Okay. Okay, bye. All right. Thanks for your help. Okay. Hey, it's a pleasure. Any other questions from anybody? We got an empty queue. Let's see, we got a lot of attendees. We got a lot of people listening. Uh, and you know, if you if you don't call to get into the queue, then I'm gonna have to just sing a song to you or something. <laughs> Please, please respond to the queue. I don't want to hear him sing. <laughs> I'm begging you. Anybody? I got lots of people here oh. just listening. 
It could be a short night, son. It could be a short night because I got a lot of people listening. I can see. I'm looking at the list here. Oh, I got someone here. Mike. Let's see what Mike says. All right. Okay. Is this Mike? Oh, now they're coming to yes. stop. I lit a fire. Ah, hey, Mike, you're the you're the fun line. I got three people all of a sudden right behind you. So what's up, Mike? <laughs> oh, I was just trying to fill the gap, but I did have a question. Um, with the upcoming presumption that uh, houses are going to start basically crashing in price in some places, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if we uh, are doing the thing where we, you know, essentially pay full price, whatever it is today we agree to, and we know the sucker is going to fall, um, what, how do we handle that in the future when we got these people buying them from us on uh, lease purchases and when they want to exercise their option in a couple of years and the price has crashed, how do we play that game? We so just... I, I, I think, first of all, if the price is going to crash right now, crash might be a strong word, but I do think that we're going to see a leveling and maybe a downward trend. But you know what? I say that. No one has the crystal ball, right? So anything can happen, number one. Number two, you just don't have to worry about it. If you go under agreement now with someone, let's just play out. It's really a straw man here. But what, what, what I don't want you and everyone else listening is, is to talk yourself out of doing this. Because with Ron's system, and keep in mind, John and I have built our real estate business on much of what Ron has taught us over the years, okay? And what we love about Ron's system is we don't have anything that's, that, that's on us by way of debt. So let's just play it out. So you get a house today. Let's say it's three hundred grand, and you get it under terms, right? And you got... Let's say you got five years to, to, to cash the seller out, okay? So it's 300 grand right now, and you find a tenant buyer for $330,000. So you've got $30,000 spread. Let's say you get the $30,000 down payment. They have two years to cash out. They now owe you 300000 Mike, are you with me so far? Yep, we're good. Okay. So let's say three, uh, let's say three years from now. Things tank a little bit. But they have two years to cash out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So let's say a year from now, the price, the, the ARV values drop from 300 to 270. Okay. So that's a huge, huge That's a correction. huge. That's, that's huge. That's 20%. So I'm trying to scare you, right? So I go, okay. So it's 270. So now you come into the second year. Let's say it holds at 270, and your buyer says, hey, the value of this house is only 270. I bought it for 330. You say yes. That's the agreement we have. It's for sale for 330. You already put 30,000 down. You owe us 300,000. And they say I'm not going to pay 300,000 dollars another 300 for a house that's worth 270. Who has the short end of the stick? You or the buyer? Oh, I understand that. They they signed on for it, so. Yeah, but there's, right. there's a little more to that because let's suppose, let, I mean, let's suppose that it wasn't quite that, but it would a spread. But you also are paying down a mortgage because you, you're, you're subject to the underlying mortgage. You're paying a mortgage, and now you don't owe three hundred grand. You owe the two seventy maybe. Well, so now you've got more equity in the property, although the, the the market price went down. You still have a little more equity. You paid off some of the note. Now, here's the thing: is you'd find that in two years, though. That would be that uh, would be. Yeah, I was, I was going to say after a year, it won't go down by thirty thousand bucks. <laughs> but that's because it's a two-year model. If it's like five years, you're talking a different story. But even still, 
So the point is this is that if, if all of a sudden the, the, the house, the guy who is going to buy is like, say, underwater, he's just, it's just not worth it to him, he, his options are to either walk away or renegotiate. And your options are with the seller to walk away. Well, in this case, you have a five-year term. You're not going to do that. You could. You could walk away and give them the keys. The point of it is that you have no risk. You're in a position to negotiate with all kinds of parties, negotiate with the seller, negotiate with the buyer, or if the buyer doesn't want to play for the price that worked for you, he gets to walk away if he doesn't want to buy it. So the whole point is, is that I could make all kinds of straw man that, yeah. that would show it's, it, it's bad for this, no one wants to buy it for that. But the real point is you have no risk. You get to walk away too. If the seller, the buyer, your buyer walks away because it's not worth it for me anymore. You might, you might be able to work with them and extend it for two more years. Say, so we'll extend it. And then see and see how the market plays out. You might say, okay, and you're going to collect rent cash flowing for two more years. So you get all kinds of options at that point in time. I think extending it may be the best bet. Yeah. So my my my, my only point was, and I was building this kind of step by step. My my only point in trying to make this, and I think John clarified this as well. You're not at risk. Doesn't mean I feel good if if something happens and the seller gets stuck with that part of the short end of the stick, but. There is room for negotiation, at least in my scenario, because you've got five years. So maybe you negotiate another year. Maybe you go back to the seller. There's a lot of different things you can do. But let's just say, you know, it, it falls apart. <laughs> Give the keys back. Yeah. You don't lose. In fact, you still made money. So that's why I don't want you to talk yourself out of, oh, my goodness, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. What if, what if? It's going to get in your way of doing business. So don't let it get in the way. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was kind of thinking that that might be the way to handle it because I've heard uh, Ron before. When I I've been to Quickstart, that was back in 2017, and they weren't dealing with the downturn of the economy, so they didn't really go into acts. They really weren't covering short sales because it wasn't necessary at the time. So I thought I would find out what changed now. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. thank you. All right. Well, hey Mike, we're, we're going to go to the next one here. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you. In. All right. Bye bye. Next question. Uh, next, uh, who is this? Is on the call with us? Oh, I got is Welch. Welch. Bill Welch. Bill Welch. How yeah, are you guys good. doing? Good. How yeah. Are you? I'm doing all right, man. I just moved a 33 foot motorhome down a snowy driveway. I'm up in Minnesota. Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. We're in Utah, right? Snow around us in the mountains. I got to tell you, it's crazy. Yeah, you the driveway was like it. Well, um, I'm on the road right now. With, I do have an earpiece in, so I don't want to talk a lot. But, um, yeah, thanks for being on tonight. Say, so if you guys are going to wholesale on houses that, you know, like flipping, what is your process? I mean, what, what contracts do you use? A standard purchase and sale agreement type of contract you send back and forth? When you're flipping yeah. a wholesale? Sure, same agreement. Okay. So then you take it under contract under your LLC or. Yeah. You put yeah. it under your. Okay. Then just go about your advertising and collect the money when you sell it? Yeah. And you walk us fast. through the process? It should be fast. What you're going to want to do is. 
You're going to want to have your own buyers list, people who do the actual renovation. You start finding those people, go to RIA meetings, whatever. Find those people, get them on your list, six, maybe 12 people, so that when you get okay. a wholesale deal signed up, as soon as you sign that contract, you're going to run home and prepare a one-page flyer sheet that you're going to send out to your buyers and say, because you don't want someone to jump on that within three days to sign an agreement. And then send me a probably, depending on what state you're in, um, you're probably going to have an assignment and just assign that contract to that buyer, and you'll take an assignment fee. N number one. Yep. Number two, if you don't have a buyer's list, and all of a sudden <laughs> you've got this property that looks like you're going to wholesale it, I would certainly get a hold of realtors in your area that are invest that work with investors. And uh, what I would encourage you to do is reach out to those realtors and say, "Hey, I need a buyer. Um, do you work with investors?" And let's say they say yes. You say, "Great." Well, listen, if you get a buyer uh, that I get a contract with and I can assign the contract, I'll give you a thousand bucks. I'll give you fifteen hundred bucks. That's going to be worth oh. it. First of all, for incentivize them. Number one. Any realtor that knows what they're doing, if they're bringing in their investor, they're probably getting mm -hmm. 1800 bucks from their investor. Now they just doubled it with you. And what do you think they're going to say to the investor who buys that property that they're going to maybe rehab and sell? If that realtor knows what they're doing, they're going to say, hey, I want the listing. So right. this is a motivated realtor. So you offer them a little bit of money, 1000 1500 bucks. Listen, if you can make fifteen grand, twenty grand in a matter of a few days by offering this realtor to get that property out there, that's exactly what we would do. Oh. So when you say get, get an assignment, what exactly paperwork, what, what all paperwork are you going to have, are you going to fill out? I think it's an assignment form of the Gold Club, but you should talk to your attorney too because you know state by state they can differ. So you're gonna do that anyway. Yeah. Even if you have the form also, I think it's there. Talk to your attorney about an assignment form. Just okay. signing that contract your contract to the buyer. And you get an assignment. So so when you say get an assignment, you're talking about the purchase sales agreement. Yeah. So if you read the first sentence of the purchase and sales agreement, it says or assign, or it says and assigns, or it says or assigns. What that means is your can assign that contract to somebody else, which means you're going to have to say, assign this contract to you. And that buyer has all the terms and conditions. They own that in that purchase and sales agreement now because they have, you've assigned it to them. You don't need permission. Matter of fact, by virtue of the fact that the seller, your seller, has already signed that agreement. He's given you permission to assign that that contract. You're going to sign right. it, and you're right there at all. You're going to have an assignment: five, ten, twenty, thirty grand will be your assignment. Now, what I don't do, Mike. Uh, I, I can't remember if your name is Mike. Bill, Bill, Bill. Hey, Bill. I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. Um, what I would not do is go out of my way to say to the seller, "Hey, I'm probably going to just go ahead and make sign." No, this. no, I wouldn't. Because that's going to make it fall apart. You just get them to sign the contract and go do your work. And don't worry about, oh, I'm gonna have, I'll be reaching out to a realtor. I mean, I get it on Zillow and everything. I put it out there. But once you have a signed contract, you've got equitable interest. You can market it. You can do whatever you need to uh, to get somebody to uh, uh, come look at the property. And, uh, what state? And do it. Minis uh, you Minnesota? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. 
either, either Minnesota or Wisconsin was one of the states that they, quote, outlawed wholesaling. Do you know, Bill? They what? They what? It was one of those states. It was either, I think it was either Minnesota or Wisconsin. I think it's one of the states, one of the six states that has some kind of new law against wholesaling. Oh. Okay. Check that out. Make sure you know. Talk to my attorney. Yeah. Google it, too. Look, I mean, because I would definitely talk to the attorney, but you want to do a quick one? When you hang up in this call, you start Googling. States that have outlawed wholesaling. Okay. Wholesaling real. Find out, probably. But I would definitely talk to the attorney about it. You need to anyway, ultimately. So, so, you, so then I would just DocuSign the purchase sales agreement and then PayPal them or Venmo them $10, right? Correct. Well, whatever that number is, 10, 50, whatever the number you've agreed to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Cool. All right. We've got to get, we got There's calls in the, in the so I'm gonna, uh, Is that all set for now, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good night. I'll okay. keep listening. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, we have Stephen Vaughn. Stephen Vaughn, how are you tonight? Uh, for Marine, I am bodaciously crazy. Is that what you want? How you do, gentlemen? Doing great. Doing well. That's what's a beautiful the, thing. All right, let me spill the beans. I got a, a couple leads uh, from my lead service. Uh, both of them exact same price, $1,200,000. And one of them is land, and the other is a five-bedroom house. And what's special about that five-bedroom house, the owner passed away. And whoever is handling it is not his children. It says on my lead sheet that uh, uh, he wants to sell it. Uh, he wanted me to sell it since he don't have any family and all that. So I'm asking, how do I jump on this bear and take him down? Well, so he, he wants you to sell it? No, it's just a lead right now. But because of the notes that my uh, VA sent me, uh, I'm questioning how can I jump on this? Is is it feasible to jump on this being that the owner has no family or uh, uh, what have somebody you? Owns, yeah, but somebody owns it or has the right to it. Somebody, maybe admit, executor or administrator yeah. of some kind has the right yeah. to it. So that you're going to find out. This, I'm just going to tell you, Stephen, this is probably a convoluted deal, and I'm not saying it's it's, I'm explain that word. I, explain yeah. that word. I grew up in the hood. <laughs> I never it's, saw it's, that word in uh, in a, Iron Man. Line, tangled fishing line. Huh? You ever seen a tangled up fishing line? Oh, of course. Yeah, this could be a tangled up fishing line. That's what I'm trying to say. Convoluted. So the thing is, okay. though, it could be a real mess. I don't know. When you start getting people who died and inheritances and probate court, and it just you, know, you never know. You might be able to get this thing resolved with the help of a good attorney. Get an attorney to help you because 
that's how you're going to figure out what to do with it. It's either going to be one of these deals that will take you six to 12 months to resolve and going to cost Whoa. you a ton of money, headaches, or, or it could be really quick. I just, there's no way for us to know with the very brief information you gave us. Okay. It is. This is not a single-family home, and the land. Well, I don't really don't really do land that much, but it's, it, this other property is not a single-family home. Doesn't mean it's not viable, but mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and another thing too is when you're buying a property, it's going through probate like this from a deceased individual. You, it's very unlikely that you're going to buy it. Now you, you said probate. I, I thought this was a for sale by owner. That doesn't mean anything. Oh, it doesn't. I'm, I'm doing this. Well, slap me in the face. Wake me up. It's very unlikely that you're going to buy it on terms. Very unlikely. Oh. It's, if it's in probate, who is it who's going to agree with you to pay them over time? Who's going to agree to that? Who's the person who has that? Who's the person who has the patience to deal with it when they never owned the house in the first place? I'm just saying that it's challenging. You're probably, this is John's crystal ball, you're probably talking about buying it for cash. And at that, this could take you six to 12 months or more. You need to speak to an attorney to see if they can untangle this tangled up fishing line. You follow me, Stephen? Yes, I do, all day. The little note That's- says, he is willing to hear about the offer and might consider it. Is willing Good. to uh, discuss it further. So uh, I don't know if that's motivation. Call him up. Okay. Yeah, call him up. Call Ron Scripps. Call him. See what he says. You never know. He may say, oh, no, no. Uh, my parents died eight months ago, and I have the deed now in my name. I, I don't know. You didn't give me that. I, we don't know that information. So I'm saying call him up. That's all it takes. <laughs> yep. Thank you. All right, now, a land deal. Uh, do I skate past that, or uh, do I find other means? How much land is it? Uh, let me go through my notes. If uh, whoever it is, he's selling it for one mil two. Is it a building lot, or is it fifty acres? see here um i hate it when i get excited and can't find my glasses <laughs> and i want to tell you something if it's if it's a, a building lot forget it forget it run away if it's, it's like 50 some acreage now we're talking about it being what we call is a commercial property and that's something mm-hmm. that you'll you'll never be able to figure it out on your own and you would have to have gone to ron's commercial boot camp to be able to get some support from Ron for that, okay? If you have oh. not been to Ron's commercial boot camp, you need to do that to learn how to do these kinds of deals, again, if it's acreage. Okay. If it's, I'm just saying that land, not likely unless you're either experienced or if you're not experienced and it's a lot of acres, you're going to want to, you have to have been through Ron's commercial boot camp, which, by the way, I highly recommend. Okay. You learn a lot there. Okay. Okay. Two more questions. All right, go ahead. Um, I'll be listening. I'll, I'll be listening. Okay, good, good. Thank you. You know, thank you. Bye-bye.
Okay, next in the queue, we have someone named Wireless Caller. Who's this, please? <laughs> Could be me, Brian Zagilla. How you doing? Who is this, Brian? Lee. Yes, Lee? sir. Lee. Yeah. Hi, how you doing? Um, no, Brian. Brian. Okay. Yes, yes. So I'm talking to Scott that I know, and then who's the other one, John? John, yes. Are you are you guys mentors? Yes, we are. We are. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to be at the uh, quick start tomorrow. Um, ah, super. I was. I I appreciate all the input. It's really good. Um, I was listening to the conversation with Israel. Um, two things. Um, you did a ARV, and you said you did comps, right? Yeah. And I, I'd like to know how you did that, or is that just through experience? And then, and then the second thing was the second thing Ron. was, uh, Ron said, stay away from um, Z estimate or. Yeah, uh, yeah. He did not. Scott, we don't use that estimate. We do not use it. We ignore it. We don't even. Okay. We don't even let our eyes gander upon that. Yeah. So, but Zillow has a wonderful database, thousands, upon thousands upon thousands of houses that have sold. Some within the past, many within the past six months. Mm -hmm. That's real okay. information, and that's what we use. We use that real information to get our ARV. There are other sources. Dreams. Dreams is another great source. Okay. I just like to look at, Brian, I like to look at the properties. And, um, and you can see how quickly I did it. So it's, it's not a complicated thing, but there is a sort of a routine that I go through. But what I did is I went right onto Zillow. And I went into the map and actually looked at the comps that were around this property. Uh, the way Ron teaches it is you take the two highest properties in that area. Okay. Some of the things you keep in mind, don't cross a major interstate if you're looking for it for one of those, uh, one of those comps because you don't know what it's like on the other side of that interstate. Okay? And by the way, this is all first blush. This is just get in there, get a quick feel for the property, and then get on the phone. Everything we're trying to do is to decide, should I get on the phone? When I looked at this, there were like six or seven comps I could see, and they were all fairly close. They were in the 400s, and I saw the consistency for the 464. I upped it to 465. Felt good about that. They're asking 420. That's all I needed to see. If I'm off by 10 grand, so what? They're at 420. That's worth me picking up that phone and calling them ASAP. I don't want to wait. Make sense? Awesome. Yeah, I get it. Um, where are you guys out of? I, I hear you're in Utah now, but where are you out of? Yeah, I'm actually, this is Scott speaking. I'm actually a New Hampshire guy. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, John, in Massachusetts. Go ahead, sorry. No, I, I was saying, John's from Massachusetts. I'm New Hampshire, and we're only about a half an hour apart. Nice. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm Metro Detroit right now. So. Oh, okay, okay. Um, right. Well, the issue, the, the issue. One last thing. The issue that I'm finding is um, it's it's challenging to uh, get somebody to call you back, and when you when you go into what you're proposing, they they kind of say no. So, um, I need a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> well, well expressed. I like, uh, I like how you laid that out. First of all, you're right. 
that uh, sometimes it's hard to get people to call you back. So what you need to do is bug them. I like to tell my students this. When you're calling, when you're calling back a seller that didn't call you back the first time and you keep reaching out to them, if there's not a voice inside of you that says, they may think I'm bugging them, I promise you, you're not calling enough. Yeah. I want you to feel okay. you're bugging them, but you're going to do it in a nice way. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So the right. technique that I use and the technique that I teach is this. Today I get on the phone. I, let's say I'm calling this lead uh, that uh, the other guy, we were just going over this one lead you were mentioning that's out in Georgia. And let's say I call and it goes to voicemail. Let's say the guy's name is Joe. So it goes to voicemail. Here's what I'm going to say. By the way, everyone else listening, write this down. You're going to want this, I promise you. You should say the same thing every time. That way it's just so easy. You never have to think about it again. So it goes to voicemail. I'm going to assume if I called somebody and the PI sheet said his name is Joe, I don't care who answers the phone on the answer, even if it's a woman's voice. If Joe is on that, PI sheet, uh, on that PI sheet, I'm going to say, hi, Joe. Hey, Scott giving you a call about your house for sale on 123 Main Street. Hey, I'm really interested in buying your house. I want them to hear that. I am interested in buying your house. Don't say I'm interested in your house. I want to hear, I want to hear that word buying. You're trying okay. to get them to call you on the phone. You are interested in buying it, right? That's why you're calling. So tell them that. Hi, okay. Joe. Hey, Scott giving you a call about your house for sale on uh, 123 Main Street. I'm interested in buying your house. Please give me a call back. I'm, I'm slowing this down so people can write it down. And, oh, by the way, Joe, I'm going to text you as well. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Period. Not, not period, because you're actually saying this on the, on the thing. And then done. Immediately, at, when you hang up that phone, I want you to text, Hi, Joe. I was just calling about my interest in buying your house. Period. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Period. Thanks, exclamation point, Scott. That's how I do it. But don't, but don't you say Scott. But yeah, yeah, you don't want to use Scott. <laughs> And then, and then what happens is, if they don't call back in two more days, do the exact same thing. Bug them. If they, if they text you back and say, leave me alone, now you have your answer, you move on. But if they don't, you just keep doing it. Every couple of days, just go back in there and do it again. That makes sense? Gotcha. Until they block your number. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. Right. Right. <laughs> um, that means they're not motivated if they block your number. Yeah, right. okay. Right, right. I, I found this uh, very good, guys. Thanks. I'll let the next person. Thank you very much. You'll have opportunity at uh, Quick Start. Ron will get into the mentoring stuff, so you'll have opportunity to do that. Hey, I look forward right. to seeing you down there in Jacksonville this week. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you. All right. We got any, anyone else, Joe? Yeah, we do. We have uh, Alex. Alex is on the phone. How you doing, Alex? Hello, uh I uh, also will be uh, in the uh, boot camp tomorrow, first time. Uh, are you the two guys who uh, were uh, speaking about uh, the Airbnb in the yes. summit? All right. Yeah. I now can put the name to face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, great. I'd like to ask about uh, the full sale, for, um, sale by owner leads on Zillow. 
what I did in the last week, I uh, put about, uh, well, the number is uh, um, irrelevant here, but I will say this. I, I, uh, I spent the 20 hours of VA, uh, and uh, in that uh, 20 hours, they did, uh, they did over 200 leads, and um, most of them are, they are not even responding. So my uh, question, how good is that pool of leads if people don't even pick up the phone? And out of the half, out of the other half uh, who did pick up, uh, some of them said, I will only speak with the buyer, not with the assistant. So they're basically dismissing the assistant, but I may be a wealthy individual, you know, an investor, and I have an assistant. Everything is kind of legit and uh, and real, but they are not believing. And some of them, they say, uh, don't call me, not interested, like dismissing the call because, um, because they're thinking we're scam. And only... 25, maybe 30% of people, they actually talk. Um, so what are this all, what is this all about? So if I, if I, as a buyer, if I'm looking for a house and I don't, I don't want to go to agents, if I'm attempting to buy from Zillow uh, ads for sale by owner, I will face this type of resistance as a legitimate buyer. Is that the situation or I'm misunderstanding something about the Zillow in general? Yeah. I want to bring some clarity. I'm, I'm going to bring some clarity to you. Don't, don't think about this, first of all, through a traditional buyer. Most of your FISBO leads are going to be traditional sellers. Ron is very clear on his teaching. FISBOs are a great place for you to learn how to use his scripts, those leads are very, very cheap. They're not the best quality leads. There are deals there, but you can't build a real estate business on just doing FISBOs, certainly not in this market, number one. So the first thing I want you to be able to do is take advantage of whatever you can get for responses to your FISBOs because more than anything, we want you to know how to have the conversation. I don't care if they say no. I've got to know how to have the conversation. Uh, for when I do get the yes, I got to have that practice to do that. Number one, number two, Ron also teaches very clearly. You've got to do other forms of marketing so that you can talk to the people who are motivated. Your typical FISBO seller is a traditional seller. Your scripts are designed this way. Okay, they're designed to help you identify: Do I have a flexible seller or not? The scripts are not magic dust to convince an otherwise traditional seller to all of a sudden turn flexible when they're not. That's just not going to happen. So when you follow the scripts, they, they help you to either stay on the phone or get off the phone. The way that we know whether or not to get off the phone is to get the seller to the million-dollar script ASAP. There's only three questions. Question number one. If we agree on terms, what's the least that you'll sell the house for? Let's just say the house, let's say the ARV on the house is 300000 
and the seller wants 350000 which happens a lot with FISBO people because they don't know what they're doing. They think their house is worth more than what it is. Are you with me? Yes. Uh, but okay. if I may interrupt, I'm sorry. I'm, I was not asking about what to do with the – I do have PI sheets, and I will submit them tomorrow. I, I have a few tens of them. So that's okay. I, I understand what to do. My question was about these bad statistics. Uh, what are these people are thinking in general? They put their house with the photos, with yeah. description. Thinking, they yeah, took their time. We can't answer that question because you're thinking for the seller. I don't know why. I have no idea why. And if they think that we're a scam, there's nothing we can do differently that's going to make them think differently. So I wouldn't, they don't I pick wouldn't up wait the phone. Time, right. right? If, okay. they, if they say, I will only speak to buyer, I don't want to give them a call. Okay? They, they have a live person on the phone to begin with. If they don't call back or they don't respond and all that, that means they're not very motivated. I don't want to talk to people that are not motivated. Move on. Yeah. That's, what I would and, say. That's what I would say. And I would, yeah, I would like to narrow down my question because you mentioned about the other most, uh, more effective um, ways to get leads, uh, and they're, of course, not free. So I paid for leads, for quality leads before, uh, and uh, that pay may be anywhere from 20 to $200 in the areas where I paid. Um, I just listened to uh, Ron's uh, lesson on the, the, how he buys uh, leads for, uh, the, uh, from uh, Craigslist um, drivers, right? So they, they would, uh, so it's $10 a lead. So I wonder how good of a statistic we are going to get if I were to pay for the 200 leads $10 each. And uh, if half of these people don't pick up the phone or consider uh, this a scam, how good they are comparing to the Zillow um, pool? Um, and uh, paying for for leads uh, would be uh, more efficient. I mean, how? So I have my doubts as far as the budgeting for marketing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to help you rethink that. Okay. And I I know we're limited on, on our time. Did Did you say you are coming to the uh, quick start? Yes, I'm in the hotel yeah. already. I want you to good good. I want you to really listen to Ron critically these four days and he's going to go over stuff like this we don't want to overthink some of these things you're always going to have a portion and it surprises us sometimes so there's a portion of people that won't respond no matter what you do I don't want to even think about those I'm going to weed them out the only way that we know what works is we got to test everything right so you're going to try it for a while there's no guarantee that any one of these things are going to work but you don't know unless you try it number one number two means means paying right <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what's that again? Testing every lead source in my county means paying for it. And if I have 10 experiments to make, and each experiment is $1,000, I will be paying $10,000 just yeah. to experiment, right? Yeah, well, don't back yourself. Don't back yourself in that corner. I don't like that thinking. Don't back yourself in that corner. Just look at what you're going to do right now. Otherwise, when I hear you say it that way, I go, well, I'm not going to do this. And now you're not going to do anything. 
<laughs> but you no, I will. If, I will continue yeah, to buy okay. uh, to, or to source cheap leads, even with the horrible statistics like that, rather than trying out some source that says 200 per lead, but it's the highest quality you can get because these people yeah. almost agreed to terms already. But yeah. I have the same budget for like 1,000 leads to crawl and then weed out 20 of them or, yeah. uh, or spend all of it on five leads and get absolutely nothing because in my area, and they will just say, sorry, it doesn't work in your area, but I will be short of $1,000 at that time already. I want you to, I want you to um, again, j just really listen to Ron. He's going to go over stuff like this again. And, and you probably have already had some exposure on that. But um, uh, the, the, the first thing for anyone else that's listening in, even if you had a $200 lead and it was a high-quality lead, if you don't know how to have that conversation on the phone, it's going to evaporate while you're trying to talk to them. So the first thing I really want to encourage people is make sure you listen to Ron when he says, Practice your scripts, have a practice buddy, record your calls, and self-correct. Then as you scale up your marketing and you get a higher quality lead, you're going to know how to handle it. But, but you're, you're going to be exposed this week to Ron. I just want you to take that in. I'm sure we'll have a chance to meet as well. I can talk to you more about that, okay? All right. Great. Thank you. Great. It's good, good talking to you. I look forward to seeing you. Likewise. Thank you. Okay. Yep. We have anyone else, John? Nope. There's uh, nothing. No one else is in the queue. We uh, technically, this is an hour. We can go. We can get one more question. If someone else has got one more question, we could um, we could do that right now. So if you have a question in your mind, you can go ahead and jump into the queue by pressing star six. And uh, his Stephen Vaughn is in again. Stephen, Stephen, what's up? Are you there? Hey, how's life in Philadelphia, brother? <laughs> C-O-L-D. C-O-L-D. No, I know what you mean, man. C-O-L-D. Um, that uh, particular piece of land, it's the lot size was 9,800 and something. That's a house lot. That's a house lot. I'd walk away from that. Unless you're in the business. If you were in the business, if you were a builder, for example, you know, you're going to build houses from the ground up. Yeah, you mm -hmm. might be in your business. But that's, I, if you're just like an opportunist looking to buy a house, and, I mean a lot, and flip it, you're not going to make any money on that. Okay. All right, I, I just needed to know. I needed to hear that. And, okay. and two, right fast, uh, is it possible to be able to talk to you, think of brains, uh, later on this week? Or do I have to go through your bosses to be able to get to y'all. Are you going? Because I'm having, uh, I'm having credit issues, and I like to talk it going, over. With, are you going to Quick Start in Jacksonville? Uh, no, I'm not. And I'm captive. I'm a captive mentor at Quick Start in Jacksonville. So the short answer is no. I can't. I yeah, can't. Uh, Ron, Ron doesn't allow. Oh, okay. Story. All right. Well, I'll, I'll hang till after after Quick Start. But I need to talk. Oh. Please. Okay. Thank you, fellas. I love you. Be safe and do All what right. you do and do it, do it good. All right. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Peace. All right. Uh, 
That's all we got. I, get, I don't have any more uh, calls in the queue. All right. All, the, all those of you that are going to Quick Start, look forward to seeing you. The rest of you that are not, you're going to miss some good stuff. Oh, yeah. Wish we could get there. But uh, anyway, this has been a pleasure talking to you guys tonight. I hope there was some good value here for you. I want you to stay motivated. Don't you talk yourself out of anything, okay? That's right. Get around good people and uh, stay connected. All right, everyone. We'll see you. Have a great night. All right. Peace, guys. All good.